2: All
3: right, we're back with Joey Harrington. The final football Friday before story time. The real story time next week. I hope you have thought of some stories you haven't told our audience before.
2: Well, well, so okay, it's it's interesting you say that because I figured you'd come. I, I figured you'd come at uh, at me with Super Bowl. And I was like, God, I think I, I'm pretty sure there's one that I haven't told yet, but oh. um, we haven't really taken that arc. So if you want to wait until next week, it's fine. But you well, know, you
3: never played in a Super Bowl, man. How am I supposed to ask you about the Super Bowl? does mean he he, he hosts. <laughs> <it doesn't laughs> mean that
2: everybody goes to the Super yeah. Bowl. I mean, half the half the league is over there, either pissing away their money in, in <laughs> Vegas or make doing appearances. You know, guys. God, Pepsi's paying you know guys ten grand to show up for ten minutes at a at a executive function. I mean, the whole league is out there.
3: There's a couple guys that will be. I think it's Brandon Cooks and one of the other Cowboys that will be there, courtesy of
4: Jesus. Really? Did you read that? No. You know the Jesus, He saves us, or oh, yeah, that He love He knows us, or something. Yeah, they've done. He those gets little, us. They've done that for the last couple of years. Yeah, they're, Jesus is paying a couple bros to be out Jesus there. Jesus pays, huh?
3: Yeah,
2: really interesting. Yeah. yeah, is he paying in water or is he paying in wine? No,
3: that's a good question. Hopefully, I, wine. Maybe water that became wine.
4: I was on the wrong end or... of this. I always had to pay Jesus. He never paid me. <laughs> It's disappointing. I ripped
2: off. I know. You could be paying an eternal salvation. You know that. Uh, I think nah. botched, I botched
4: that years ago, Joey. I know where I'm you going. Know, it's
2: kind of like money. You know, it's as good. As, you might want to hang on to this. <laughs> yeah, <one>. That's <laughs> an IOU. What's so an IOU? It's eternal salvation.
3: So, how many Super Bowls did you go to? Uh,
2: I'd say maybe four. Yeah. Probably not the game, but like I think I only went to one game. But you go to the week leading up to it and, you know, you do appearances and and then you hop on and you sell your tickets and you, you hop. I mean, you, yeah, the whole Super Bowl ticket thing is just an absolute fiasco. And it's 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 the biggest out in the air secret about why that's why the tickets cost so dang much.
3: So did you do Radio Row like the the media car wash thing?
2: Um, no, not for the super bowl. Cause I wasn't playing, you know, this is literally like, like there are, there are like parties all, all week starting on Thursday, like EA sports will have a party. And the Nike has a party. And then this agency will have a party and then Pepsi has a party and then Coors Light has a party. And you're just paid to show up at these places to, you know, come on stage for five minutes and shake hands and, you know, work the room and they hand you a check and you head to the next one. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally just, you know, these businesses just paying the NFL guys to come out and, and, and hang out in their, you know, in, in their party rooms. It's a good gig. Yeah. yeah it wasn't <laughs> bad.
3: Yeah. Who'd you party with
2: me? Um, oh God. Oh, you know what? <laughs> it was one of the most fun ones was uh, I got to host a concert with, um, Hold on, hold on. Um, Holly George. Robinson. Oh. Holly Robinson, Pete. Mm. Yeah. Uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper, yeah. Rodney, Pete's wife. And we, it was, the, it was my last year in Detroit and it was the first time we had met. And um, she, you know, just how are you? Hey, you know, Joey, good to meet you. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I was like, for for what? She said, and I didn't draw, draw the connection. She's like, Rodney was my husband. I know what you've been going through. Oh my god! Somebody who gets it because Rodney was in Detroit for a few years, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was, yeah, that was the, um, that was actually kind of a fun one. Like the my rookie year was the, like it was the weirdest. You know, you, you talk about like getting plucked up and like dropped into the, the so the Fiesta Bowl ends, right? You go through like the training stuff, and then all of a sudden, like they they just ship you off to the Super Bowl. And I showed up at this party, and I, you know, you, your agent tells you, "Hey, well, here's where we're going to go." And I had made a connection with um, um, oh, for crying out loud, um, Boy George. Nope, not Boy George. It was Miss America from uh, Katie Herman. She was from oh, yeah. um, Oregon right. Centennial high school. Yes. Yeah. That was the year that she was <clears throat> and the nicest woman. I mean, just, just a, like class act, like just a, a wonderful person. But so I had, was going to, you know, say hello and, and, you know, make the Oregon connection at this party. And so I get pulled into this party and then all of a sudden, since, you know, I'm going to be a a draft, you know, one of the top five picks, they grab me and they're like, Hey, do you, you know, you're going to be a judge at this Hawaiian tropics uh, bikini contest. I was like, what? And so they grab me and they like, put me into the seat. I was like, I I don't know what I'm, what the hell is going on here. And I was like, what am I doing? They said, just judge on overall beauty. I was like, that is the dumbest thing that is going like, so I'm a judge at the Hawaiian C- Tropic contest. Sure enough, Katie comes walking in and I'm supposed to meet her and her handler, like the person who is like <clears throat> making sure that, you know, she gets to all her appearances on time, absolutely loses his mind. Like you invite Katie to come at this and she represents the crown. I was like, dude, it's not my, like, I'm <laughs> sorry, like I'm, I just got put into and you bring us to this filth. I was like, this is oh my-, my choice. Like, I am so sorry. And so, you know, Katie is the nicest person in the world, but this guy, I was literally getting read the riot act by this guy. And I'm trying to get like, hold on, let me get out. And he whisks her out of the room. Like we are done. And I was like, I ended up connecting with her later. And like, I am so sorry. Like I have no control. I had no idea what the hell was happening. And she was like, don't even stress. It's not a big deal. But I was like, yeah, that was my welcome to the super bowl party week kind (laughs) of moment. I was like, Okay, that's
3: what it's all about. That guy needs to lighten up. (laughs) Anyway, let's
4: talk more about the Hawaiian tropics. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: who won? No, (laughs)
4: who who won? Um, This Hawaii. Yeah, you you see, like how many guys kind of wash out of the NFL, and like just like hearing the stories about being thrown into that—that we you've told over the years—I don't think people appreciate. Uh, how difficult navigating those waters are at 20 years old to be thrown into that ocean with all the sharks and distraction that's going on. And I'm not saying it's an excuse for anyone, but it's real easy to see how people lose focus, and then you know, a, a year or two later, you're just you're done. It's they, they've moved well, on past it,
0: this. Episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.
2: a double edged, it's a double edged sword because you can't say no, right? Because these are the people that are opening the doors for you, right? These are the people that are creating the opportunities. These are the, and you don't know them from Adam, right? It's literally just this person that, you know, absolutely wants something from you that has some, you know, ulterior motive, you know, but, but holds the keys to, something, whether it's a check, whether it's a, another endorsement opportunity, whatever it is. So you can't just walk in and say, dude, you're a creep, screw off. Like, and But at the same time, you can't fully like you don't want to fully embrace this. It's like, this is a, like we've talked about, this is a world I don't like, like, I don't enjoy. Like this is, this ain't real life. Like this isn't, and the guys that do embrace it and the guys that do live the life, there are, you know, you hear this, you know, the occasional story of, you know, whoever it was that was, you know, Lawrence Taylor. is, you know, he's on coke while he's playing, and he's partying all night, and you know, and he's the one who makes it. But you don't hear the story of the ninety nine other guys that that got caught up in it and washed out, and and are literally broke and destitute because of it. Like it's this really odd walking from college. And like you said, you are the most confident, like on cloud nine. And all of a sudden it's like, here you go, you're thrown to the sharks. And, and it's like, determine which of these people are actually here to help you. And which of these people just want something from you and are going to leave you, leave you on the side of the road.
4: And it's dangerous. Cause like you said, with some of those guys, they can handle it. Like they, they can go hard. They, you know, that's the whole Jordan thing. Like he can drink and party all night and show up and drop 45, but it's, it's, Troublesome when the young guys, especially at a place like the Super Bowl and playoffs, and and, and they try to live the they try to do the things that those unique individuals do. And not everyone can be Lawrence Taylor. Not everyone can be Michael Jordan. And and so it's like that. Keep it up with the Joneses. That derails a lot of people, too, because they think, well, this is the way he does it. So why don't I do it that way?
2: It's it's the uh, Allen Iverson. It's so when I was I was in Detroit. Uh, Larry Brown was the coach of the Pistons, and I was we were having dinner one time, and you know just I don't know how it came up in conversation, but he says yeah. So I was going out for my morning run, it, and Allen Iverson would get the schedule for the year and would and would plan a party like at some club or some, you know, it'll be an appearance, right? You know, so he, I'm sure he gets paid to promote this through, you know, X club through in every city and at literally every city they would go on the road. He would have some sort of party planned and Larry Brown's going out for his morning run at six in the morning and Alan is coming back in. And he said it like, it was that moment, like, come on like what are you doing like you've got guys who are watching like what like how can you are you really trying to are you trying to sabotage us like what are you trying to do and alan says, larry what do you like leave me alone like this is how i do it what do you want me to do Do you want me to, do you want me to score 50 tonight and larry's like no I, I, I just want you to be a better example i want you to take care of yourself he's like i got it Don't worry about me. I'm going to go score 50. And sure enough, that night, he went out and dropped 58 and they won. And he looked at Larry after the game. He was like, you see, don't worry about me. Like, but he's the exception. Right. And like you said, there's 12 other guys on that team that see Allen Iverson out every single night before the games on the road and think, oh, I can do that too. You know, they're the guys that get, you know, that show up after the, after college and get grabbed by the back of the shirt and said, you're judging a Hawaiian Tropic contest. And it's like, oh, I guess this is what happens everywhere. (laughs) And, and all of a sudden they're out of the league. Like it's, it's a really odd world that some people can handle it and some people can't.
3: Well, that explains the practice rant. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. that helps explain that. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we'll ask you about Chip Kelly next week. Maybe we'll get into Chip he'll Kelly be, story time. Yeah,
2: he'll still be he'll still be uh, offensive yeah. coordinator at Ohio State next week. Well, I, think, and, I hope.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he may not be. No, knowing him. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot to chew on there. So we'll, so that we'll we'll kick it off there next week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Are you having a party? Are you serving wings? What are you What are you doing?
2: Um. I don't know what day is it? it's Sunday, right? It's, what's it taste Friday?
3: It yeah. should be a Saturday, but it's on Sunday.
2: It should be a Saturday. Yeah, I think I think Emily has a tennis match and I will be driving back from a soccer game probably what time does it start? Like two thirty ish? Three thirty. Three thirty I'll be back in time. Mm. So no, I'm not probably not having a party. I'm probably just gonna be just just chilling. That makes three of us. Put my feet up, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe having a bourbon. Yep.
3: what us old guys do. It's
4: a good way to do it. It is.
3: I'm going to be solo. I mean, my wife will be there, but she doesn't care. So she'll be reading a book or something. I'm solo solo. Yes, great. I got nothing. All right, sir. Best seat in the house. That's right. Enjoy it, and we'll talk to you next week to kick off Storytime. All right, he is brought to you by Joey Harrington uh, each week, by Mm -hmm. Mods PDX. The future of building is here. All right, to kick off the club, Taylor Swift is a PSYOP. Next on The Fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.